What a day that was. Final word daily. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. We're at the SCG. First day, Australia, Pakistan for Seabus Super. Celebrating their 40th birthday. SeabusSuper.com.au. Jeff, sum it up in 30 seconds. Pakistan were going early. They were sunk. Both openers out for second ball. Ducks and they were 96 for five when Shah Massoud, the captain, was out. Going nowhere. Going to lose in two days. And then Rizwan said, no, nah, I might smash a few. Made 88. It was pretty good fun. Argus Salman made 53. They still weren't on for a big score. They were nine for 227. It was Cummins in the middle. It was Stark and Hazelwood off the top. And then Amr Jamal, he just went, you know what, I'm having a good series. I might continue having a good, good series. They tried to bomb him. They tried the short ball stuff forever. It didn't work. Mia Hamza hung in there. They put on 86 for the last <laughs> wicket. Almost a record for Australia versus Pakistan for the mm. last wicket. We'll get to that maybe in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but it, an extraordinary last wicket performance. Really brave. Took him on. Bombed sixes. Smashed Nathan Lyon around. Exciting stuff. 313 all out. And uh, Australia 6 for 9 at the close. Or 9 for 6. Yep. Sounds good. Don't stop him now. He's having such a good time. Mm, he's, he's having, having a ball. A ball. I mean, it, that, that was kind of how it felt. So we started. Let's start with that partnership. Because why wouldn't mm -hmm. we? It, it was borderline crazy brave yep. right at the start hit on the lid twice one of those around the neck it was yep. all a bit ugly right and got one and under the armpit he got one in the chest he was he was trying to tee off off a length kept missing them and getting nailed by Cummins and, and, and my thinking was well I know that he's got the guts to get through a tough interrogation he did that on morning three I think it was at the MCG last week I think it was morning three mm -hmm. where he made 33 batted for 80 odd balls and yeah played some expansive shots towards the end but mostly about preservation and this time he's like actually you know we're nine down I'm duty bound to go for it mm -hmm. given they taken four for 37 to the short ball to that point and it all starts with Rizwan's dismissal first ball they deployed it and by that I mean five out for the short ball we're very familiar with it now it's become increasingly big part of test cricket fly slip Deep backward point, and then the the trio of fielders on the leg side. Finally, deep backward square, deep uh, deep square, but mm -hmm. just in front of, yep. plus a deepish mid wicket. We've seen this one before. And first ball of that, Rizwan gets out to it. Subsequently, Sajid, uh, Salman, and Hassan all have similar dismissals and similar yep. ends. And you're thinking, well, this short ball stuff it's is working, working and it's that's, working. and it's ugly. And I yep. absolutely get why people are critical of it yep. because it jars when you're watching it and you've played a lot of cricket, your instinct is to tail-enders, mm. bowl at the poles, knock their stumps out of yep. the ground. But the data and the analytics say if you bowl at their helmet, you're more likely to get them out. But the problem was they couldn't adjust. By yes. the time that uh, by the time that he'd gotten himself in, Jamal this is, mm -hmm. and by the time that Hamza was batting commendably, he faced over 20 balls to get off the mark. He batted yep. for more than an hour before he got off the mark. And they played that milking the strike game pretty well too. Um, that had lost its potency and mm -hmm. the bowlers were knackered they were coming back for second and third spells and yep. we know that bowling short for a sustained period of time takes it out of quick so have been out there all day and they weren't able to pivot or weren't mm -hmm. able to pivot quickly enough they were using Labashane using Travis Head and by that point as you say an 86 run stand for the final wicket and when he fell for 82 I was surprised I was certain he was going to bring up the 100 before the close it was you know, I was tracking the, the big partnership so it was the it was there was there have been six higher partnerships for Pakistan for the last wicket right. and six higher partnerships against Australia for the last wicket. So they went past Stokes and Leach towards the end okay. there at Headingley 2019. Um, there was one which was a run higher. I think it was a double Iqbal. It might have been an, yeah. an Asif Iqbal and Asif an Iqbal Kasim. Yeah, Asif Iqbal, he made 100 out here in, in 1977. Asif Iqbal, no, no, that was 76 at Adelaide, okay. but 77 is when he made a, a match-winning 100 out here when Imran yeah. Khan took his 12. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was... I mean, Ahmed Jamal, I want to start with him because... Yep. And I wrote about this on the... was doing the live 
um, over by over stuff today. That a lot of Pakistani players come out here and do not leave with their reputations enhanced. That was yeah. my general contention. Now, he comes out of here. He essentially comes out of nowhere to debut. People aren't really expecting him to play in Perth. He plays there. They're getting towelled up by Australia's batting. He still takes six wickets. Six for 133, was it? Six for 111 uh, in the first innings. Right, yeah. 111. Um, worked hard there. Took a few more in Melbourne. Took, what, two and three, I think. Three in the first dig, I reckon it was. And yep. two in the second. Yep. Um, and more so, like, impressed me with that 33 that he made in the first innings where he was... He he played the tail enders role. He soaked up the bowling. He didn't play shots. He let himself get hit. He supported the uh, the, the players up the order. And then he took up took on the other role today, which was I'm the guy who's who's got the best chance of scoring here, so I'm going to do that. To to rattle off 80, you know, from the position that he was in, and from his position in the order, and from a position where Pakistan's bottom four made naught between them in Melbourne. Yes. I mean, Mir Hamza got out first ball in Melbourne, um, gloved one up in the air, and and was gone. It, it, it was. I don't know, it felt hopeless at the point where they were, even at seven down, it was like this will rattle through quickly. And it didn't because he wouldn't let it happen. And yeah, there was a bit of luck um, and there were some, you know, some balls that didn't carry, some hook shots that didn't carry to the deep and whatever it was. Um, and he, there's some luck involved in hitting the gaps when you've got boundary riders out. But he didn't take on every ball. He didn't try to Hassan Ali it and just smash everything yep. in, in that sort of way. He was selective. He played out the first three or four balls of each over. He started attacking around the fourth or the fifth. The way that he picked off Nathan Lyon over mid-wicket, yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple awesome. of those shots, huge, clean, sweetly out of the middle. And then there were those really rasping straight drives back past the bowler as well. Um, he took on the faster stuff too. He just wasn't cowed. And he got bashed up and he got hit. And he was still, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm, I feel, I'm, I'm well up. Yeah, I mean the reputation enhancing Brat and I was doing that on commentary as well. Which right. players have left with their reputations enhanced? Yeah, okay. Front of the queue is Amir Jamal. He was a depth bowler. Mm. He was the guy playing because they didn't have the configuration they wanted on this trip that uh, they had Harris Ralph who declined the chance to mm. tour that Nassim Shah's not fit to play cricket at the moment. It just didn't break the way they wished and thus yep. they're playing this guy who we were told was going to struggle to bowl quickly enough to be a threat. Well, he's actually turned out to be their fastest bowler. He's improved with pace as mm -hmm. you've gone on. He's bowled some fantastic deliveries and this is not the first time he's played an important innings through the, the course of the series. And look, yeah, the, the other part of this is that in a way he was kind of taking on every ball at the start and it was a little bit ramshackle it looks loose mm -hmm. um, but then he found his rhythm with it and I think that's the key thing here he worked out a method and applied it just want to offer a little bit of perspective on the short ball stuff because I yeah. can already see the way the commentary is going to trend on this we were picking it up on our text line on social media and all the rest of it I touched on it already you know why don't you bowl at the stumps when you've got the tail in mm -hmm. they, they took five for 18 exclusively with short balls at the MCG last week and mm -hmm. four for 37 to this point yep. where that partnership started today I agree, it's not pretty. We've talked about it so many times in 2023. The Lord's days, or multiple days of this at Lord's, the bouncer yep. barrage, even when the bowling isn't quick, for whatever reason, and I don't know why it is, lower order players haven't yet worked out that the best method is exhausting mm. bowlers and letting stuff go. Yep. By definition, that's got to be the best way of doing it if you can, if you've got a defence that's strong enough. Sure. You've got to have a yeah. good if enough tail. If it's not hitting your stumps, then it's, you, you can get out of the way of it. For the most part, it's not easy, but these are professional cricketers. If they sure. made it to the top level, in all probability, they're facing pretty quick short bowling in domestic cricket and so on so yep. it's not like I know in England it was kind of like three bottles of red mm -hmm. one in the morning people tweeting away about you know how these guys are useless and all the rest yep. of it it's not that it's it, but I do agree yeah. that there wasn't the pivot today it didn't ultimately yep. work today but it worked for a, a decent slab of time it, uh, yeah. it, both things can be true at the same time it's it's not black and white but on the balance of what they're trying to do mm. in test cricket across the world it's not just Australia who've arrived at this conclusion no. they all do it 
and there's a reason they all do it is because more often than not it is effective so sure. yeah i just think there's it's, it's worth just remembering that this isn't some oh let's knock their blocks off sort of flex yeah. it's a they know their numbers tell them that mm -hmm. it works remember england did it with jasmine boomer a sure. couple of years ago yep. at edgbaston and boomer hits 35 off and over or whatever yep. it is and england copped absolute pelters and england are like no 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 like look we do this every game and, and i i feel like we've seen this yeah, one before but we have seen it and what we did see during the ashes and and the point that i think uh, the the problem with it is that teams are not quick enough to shift when it stops working when it stops working because yeah. it does stop working um and it can be a shock and awe thing it can smash over a team like it did at the end in melbourne but that's also a fourth day pitch which is more erratic it's sure. more up and down in bounce yep. it's not that true kind of bounce and yeah it can shock you for a few overs but if you're jamal and you're out there for more than a few overs and you've got time to start assessing the bounce and figuring out which ones you want to take on and which ones are in your spot and which ones aren't then eventually um, it's like any net session right if you if you face the bowling machine and you set it to give you one type of delivery if you're like i want it just back of a length outside off stump then eventually you start to be able to punch them on the up through the covers yeah, yeah. whereas if you try that in your first 10 balls you nick them and you get out i mean this seems like basic cricket stuff to me if you keep getting the same kind of bowling then you get better prepared to take it on and that's what we saw happen and we've seen this australian team look like they run out of ideas at that point and they just keep going and it did happen at times in england it did happen when they kept on going with it and the scoring uh, got out of hand and they weren't able to then shift it back or they weren't willing to shift it back and I don't know which of them it is but that's how it looked today that at the point mm. where they needed to change tack they couldn't um, they were too far in Jamal was well set Hamza was confident um, and on they went so there is a point where it is it is a, a failing I think in, in the way that they use it not that they use it in the first place but that they keep using it yeah I, I, spot on I think there's just a tweak required sort of strategically like an acceptance that if it's working roll with it until the point where it's not mm -hmm. and then and then there is a way of rowing it back it's not yep. a you can yeah and they did slow the play down they did have Lyon and Labuschagne bowling yep. in tandem at one point with a view to doing that mm -hmm. then they went back to it again I, I guess Cummins hadn't had a crack by that point yep. Cummins took himself off when he had five for 57 didn't return until the partnership was I don't know 60 or 70 or yep. something like that did take five wickets mm. three before lunch uh, yep. the ball that he bowled to get Barbara's arm was an absolute beauty this pitch was um, the bounce was considerably lower than Melbourne and Perth. Uh, and after an hour, we're yeah. like, gee, you know, they've stuffed up here. Shafiq rash shot to get out second ball. Oh, horrible uh, shot. Just yeah, and, and big unfortunately, saying, one outside uh, of. Edges one in the second over on Taboo, second ball yeah. blob. Um, perhaps not the footwork you want, but, well, you know, I'm I, willing I thought, to give him I a thought, lead. Yeah, I thought same, a same dismissal was an understandable openness dismissal. Yeah, um, I feel Shafiq's was an ugly one. New ball dismissal for... Uh, same at the first time of asking, right? That, that, sure. That's just one of those things that he'll get plenty of opportunities, I suspect, based on the, the pedigree he's shown already in, in first class and, and T20 cricket. But, you know, at that point, Barbara's arm looked a million bucks for about mm -hmm. half an hour, yeah. played some stunning cover drives, and that rhythm that we've been dying to see from Barber, found a little bit in the second innings at Melbourne, absolutely was rusted on today, I felt, for a big score. And then Cummins, who bowls a number of balls that move away, hitting the seam in that channel outside the off stump, goes in with that fuller in-swinger, which has become a big part of his rep in the last couple of years, Jeff, that yeah. when Cummins needs to, he can briefly become a swing bowler. We don't mm. think of Cummins as a genuine swing bowler, but he has got that he has got that weapon and he yeah. deployed it perfectly, blew his pad off and it took a review. And they did go upstairs for it, but it was hitting leg stump halfway up. And when Barber fell, then Shaquille is desperately out of Nick. Nick's Cummins before lunch. That's Cummins' second one, I think. Yep. Four it's for 75. 
still never made a duck. That's true. But That's, did, we're clinging onto that. He, he did feel like he's yeah, he's yeah. diminishing return. Sure. Shaquille, he needs this series to end. My sense. Then there's the Rizwan show, mm. and before lunch, a little bit like Jamal in a way, he was taking on all sorts. He was uh, chancing his hand. He was playing shots that wouldn't be out of place in a T20 international. The mm-hmm. one where he hoiked over deep backwards square for six out of nowhere. Um, felt like he was not long mm. for this world. But same sort of shot he played in um, in Melbourne, where he was stepped yes. across the stumps and flipped it over deep backward. Very one day shot. That, that's it. But uh, you know they want to change the, the sort of cricket they're playing. Rizwan's mm. going to have to be a change agent in the side. There's mm-hmm. going to have to be an acceptance that Rizwan is going to play innings that desperately frustrate Pakistani yep. fans. But days like today, when he does enjoy a little bit of luck along the way, mm-hmm. he can run the board up. They scored at 5.2 runs and over in the middle session. Yeah. And it's a shame they lost two wickets just before the end mm-hmm. of it because it did have that sense that I know Sean fell earlier in it, but if he yep. was still there at tea and if he's pushing through into the final session, mm. well, it might have been him who went on and scored the, the, the triple uh, the triple figure score that they would have needed for yeah. a really big day. He, he looked good as well, Sean Masood again. Yep. Took it on and, and you know another start and, and looked stylish and out twice. You know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> true. It was Mitch Marsh exactly the same yeah. way. Once off the no ball, edge to slip. God, he loves edging one to slip, doesn't he? Sean sure Masood. Does. Um, yeah, Mitchell Marsh picking up that one in there as well. So it was Stark and Hazel with the two openers. It was Marsh getting the captain, and then it was Cummins getting three through the middle, um, and then started to work his way through the tail as well. So three consecutive five wicket holes for Cummins against yep. Pakistan. Um, first uh, time know, since dot, Nathan dot, dot, dot. Lyon for Australia that's happened. Okay, and the first time in Test cricket since Pradeep Jayasuriya took two sixes on debut, then a fifer against right. it was Pakistan in his second Test yep. match, first innings of his second. So mm. it's pretty rare to go, you know, three fifers in a row if yeah. it's been over six years for Australia. So it, it's and it'll be one of those hindsight wisdom things, right? If Australia go on and make 520 tomorrow, then this last wicket partnership won't matter too much. Uh, but if they go on to get bowled out for 280, then there'll be a bunch of idiots who who uh, stuffed it up at the end and couldn't figure it out. Let's talk about David Warner. Why don't we at this point? transition into okay. the Seabus Super Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame brought to you by Seabus Super every single day of this series and indeed mm-hmm. this summer as I awkwardly... All the, always. It'll be the whole summer. Always. Um, We're into the 40th birthday as we be mentioned before. Yep. And that is a tribute to the vision of the building and construction workers who chose to forego a pay yep. rise in their pocket at the time yep. to put money into their retirement savings. Their decision yep. to improve outcomes for future generations is the catalyst for our superannuation system in Australia. Embedded standards of living in retirement for those who are members of it. Think about Me- one thing. We're standing on the fourth of a building. Would we be able to do that without construction workers? No. We would be in the sky and we would be rapidly falling out of the sky. That's the kind of thing that they do. It's a story of believing big. 40 years ago, now we're into that year, it was the founding members, unions and employers signing on for superannuation for building and construction workers which launched on the 1st of July 1984. Happy birthday Seabus. Seabussuper.com.au Past performance, not a reliable indicator of future performance. They do great work. Get your super sorted out this year. This is a hot contender to be the loudest um, episode of all time. We've got planes going over us. It's very windy. I don't know how the mics will be holding up. Hopefully this is listenable. The air con units are going absolutely berserk. Um, we've done louder. Another thing... We've that, done yeah, We've done podcast five props. minutes after playing India. Uh, the, the loudness <laughs> of the cheer for, for Warner when he had to come out to face one over, that's kind of Hall of Fame worthy. Because initially when that last wicket partnership was about 15, 20, I was thinking this is almost in Australia's interest because it's going to rain any minute and it'll mean they don't have to face like 10 minutes before it rains. Yep. Um, which you'd probably rather avoid. But in the end, it didn't rain at all. That's Hall of Fame worthy. Sydney, day <laughs> test cricket, not a drop See, came part down. See, part of the seas, yeah. the, the, the radar had rain hitting both mm. sides of the SCG. It was yep. meant to be that we'd play through to 6 o'clock uninterrupted. Yep. But in the end, they have to face one over. So Warner gets to run off the field at the fall of the wicket, come out to a huge...
huge ovation, big hug from Kawaja, who then lets him go out on his own out to the middle, which was you know understated and classy as you'd expect from us when Kawaja. Guard of honour from the Pakistan team. Shah Masood shakes his hand, pats on the back all round, um, and then I, it's one of the things I like about cricket. You can have the moment of respect and then immediately go, all right, let's get this prick out. Yeah. Um, and they brought Sajid Khan on the off spinner to bowl, which I liked. I mean, it didn't work, but it nearly worked. Nearly worked. But I liked the fact that they went, okay, we've got one over. Let's surprise them. Let's get the ball turning away from the left-handers bat. Um, and he squeezes one down off the toe warner that pops up and just hops over his middle stump after belting a four first ball and then tucking two through mid-wicket. So it the, kind the of levitated over the four. stump. I mean, yeah. the way he hit it onto his boot, if he didn't hit the toe, I, my sense is if it doesn't hit the toe mm. of his shoe, it's probably bouncing on the turf and hitting middle stump. Mm. It just kind of, it was meant to be. Mm. It was assisted yep. uh, somehow. <laughs> uh, the cricket gods had Warner's back for this one and it just got over the middle stump, right over the top of the bale. So he lives yeah. to fight another day, as you say, after the boundary. Some other Warner bits and pieces. Um, we neglected to mention the baggy green stuff yesterday. Sure. I don't know which baggy green he was wearing today. Just a he reminder. Was two at one point. It's not David Warner's first. He's done that a bit, hasn't he, since mm. COVID, wearing the double baggy Loves green. the double hat. The Steve Waugh baggy green well, sandwich. A, All he needs a, a slouch hat in between. He's often worn the, the white floppy with the baggy yep. green with Alex Carey's baggy green on top but today it was two baggy greens oh, right. mm. okay, so, at one point well he does have two baggy greens as we've learnt and I know the story of the second one for, mm-hmm. I wrote it so in Ducker in 2017 he batted with a hat on in the fourth innings where he made 100 mm. wearing what looked to be a brand spanking new baggy and we're like what on earth is going on here it was the brief time they moved to Kookaburra and away from Albion so it really stood out it looked like okay. a skull cap right and I saw him in the hotel lobby afterwards going what doing with the baggy green and he goes oh yeah I lost mine and here's the story uh, in 2000 2017 they went from the Champions Trophy straight from the IPL then on to Bangladesh after that lots of flying planes, trains automobiles and all the rest of it John Candy was involved at the time Warner was carrying around in his hand luggage I suppose a garment bag with the jacket with the number 46 on it because in case Steve Smith, you know, stepped on a cricket ball before mm. the toss and he had to stand in as captain. They gave the vice captain a blazer ready for the toss. Right. And his baggy green was sat in the bottom of that garment bag. They'd completely forgotten where it was. Yep. And his wife, Candace, found it in that bag during the Ducker Test match of 2017. Right. Didn't have time to get it to Bangladesh, so he wore the new one. So I assume that's the second one he's referred to. Okay. The first one, of course, sadly missing as well. I hope they get that back. That's actually, I think that's actually quite a sad thing. I know, you know, there's the fetishization of the baggy green and so sure. on but it is a significant thing for a cricketer to have that cap yeah. in, in, in their the retirement the one that you've so worn on. for all of your career by your last test when yeah. someone flogged it yeah um, so, so he did have a new yeah. one on today or what looked to be a relatively new one but yeah the Warner um, I like the Guard of Honour as well yeah. these teams clearly like each other and, and they'll get on with things tomorrow I've got a few other bits and bobs to get through here as well both openers dismissed second ball mm-hmm. I've gone through this in a little bit of detail Adam Morehouse the great stato from the ACT helped me with this so we've had both openers dismissed from the same from their first ball in test cricket on four occasions the most recent of those was like 2016 in the innings that um, Marty Gupta was involved in mustn't have been against Zimbabwe or Bangladesh (laughs) Um, sorry Marty nice bloke Um, but um, in the first innings of a test match Mm -hmm. that's the first time that's happened the Mm. fewest deliveries before that it was five balls yeah you you, actually you weren't there I was there you were not there 2015 Ashes at Trent Bridge when when I had to go home Rogers faced three and Warner faced two so that was the fewest deliveries in the first innings of a match right today it was four to get rid of both openers um 
Uh, what else have I got here? Mitchell Marsh, um, uh, uh, sort of after keeping his foot behind the line the second time around, thanking everybody and like just like going around and like thanking the crowd for having his back. It's funny how <laughs> Mitch Marsh and Maxie have gone from being two fairly Marmite yeah. characters to the two most popular um, cricketers in Australia right now. Um, I've got some other bits and pieces here. I think some of them were good, but I can't read my own notes. Anything else from you? Or was he doing no. push-ups in front of the, the crowd? Yeah, quite that was good. good, particularly with the clap. I also liked that he made it through about four and then he was like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> And had yeah. to stop, but got a big ovation down there. It was, it was very, um, it was raucous in a good way and good fun today. It seemed. I think that is the Hall That's of it. Fame for Seba Super, and in turn, it's the podcast as well. Sebasuper.com.au. We come back tomorrow. I, I hear the forecast isn't mm-hmm. the best, but it's also not the worst. So hopefully, lots of cricket in. Yep. We get to see David Warner have a memorable day, and indeed see Pakistan. It, it's not on as even. It's Australia's day on the basis that they've taken all ten wickets, and this is a road out there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe not a road. I'm exaggerating there, but it's not. It's not going to uh, present enormous problems for Australia tomorrow, yep. but they've done tremendously well to stay in the Test match with that memorable final wicket stand. And the last bit in the Hall of Fame is that the final word Jody Hicks correspondent John O'Halan oh, yeah. um, has arrived with with Phoebe and their little little baby Titch, Titch. who's named after uh, Titch Freeman. Oh, and I should bowler, say, and we're about to meet him for the first time. We're about to meet Titch, and there are two Sydney siders over there who are coming to. That, by the way, they they met the first day they met was on this corresponding day of the Test match ten mm. years ago, which is quite nice. Cute. Uh, I just wanted to say our live show in Sydney. Ticket sales going great. Um, they're coming. Why don't you come as yeah. well? Michael Bevan on the seventh day five of this match. Links in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Come along. Be part of it at the Comedy Store. Bevo uh, is primed. He's ready to go to tell mm-hmm. some stories. These live shows are the most fun that Jeff and I have in all of what we do. So be part of that, even if you're not um, someone who listens to the podcast regularly. Um, bring some people on uh, for the first time. And uh, I like to believe they will enjoy a good night indeed. Two people that came for the first time had never heard of us before. They listen back to our Zimbabwe and Scotland episodes. They're so into it now. They're go. already in the back catalogue. That's when we That could be your friends got, yeah. as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Final word daily. We'll see you on day two. Night. Sorry if I ran out to empty both this so you know what I meant. Yeah. I had to get-